Hello, hello, he, she's, and they's. Ah, I'm Will. I'm Kelsey. And welcome to Kiki Quest. Welcome, welcome. It is a stupid, sexy slumber party where we take all of your favorite stories and play fun party games. And I'd really like to stress the importance of stupid. Yes, very <laughs> stupid. If you are expecting something intellectual, put down your glasses, put down um, your Alice B. Toklas novel that you're reading mm-hmm. um, to get a better view of Gertrude Stein's salon, um, and just... Put yourself in a Saturday morning cartoon headspace, because that's what we're doing today. Mm -hmm. This week, uh, Kelsey and I, and you, dear listeners, are off to see the lizard. The wonderful lizard of laws. (laughs) The lizard of laws. (laughs) Um, Kelsey and I watched this movie together yesterday? Day before? Day before. Day before yesterday. And I was like, I almost didn't watch it again because I know it so well. But I was like, I might as well watch it again, even though I'll remember everything. I didn't remember anything. Yeah. I knew all the major plot points, but all the visuals and the specifics and stuff, I never realized how well I knew this story without actually having seen it more than maybe three times. Absolutely. I just assumed I had seen it a million times. Was there any part of the story that, like, shook you after seeing it for so long? Or just... uh, Reading Wicked and seeing Wicked did that. I tried so hard, because we did Wicked last week, so I'm trying very hard to make this the MGM film. Wizard of Oz, not the L. Frank Baum books, yes. not the Gregory Maguire books. But yes, I struggle with that quite a bit. <laughs> I was thinking about it all the time. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> but all the effects, it was made in the 19-fucking-30s. Yeah. And all the special effects mostly hold up. The tornado looks really great. Unbelievable. And it changes from sepia to color, still so magical. Yes. So that magical. Wicked Witch of the West riding that bike. Yes. All the music. Yeah. The incidental music. It's all very, very good. Mm-hmm. Judy. 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 Like I knew, but then you watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's like if you, you had all the powers of Elizabeth Moss, but you're not sad. That's like what her acting style is. Very wow. genuine and real, but totally innocent. Yes. No sadness at all. Yes. It's very good. I mean, there's sad, there's like, you know, the typical sadness when she cries and she's crying all the time. But it's like plucky in a very endearing way. Like this yeah. really great mixture of plucky and vulnerable. She just crushes it. Absolutely. Yeah. She really is. She's so present. There is a raw human being behind those eyes at all times. Yeah. And like she has no right to be that good. No. No it's right. like, it's Wizard of Oz. You're yeah. a little girl from Kansas coming to this fantastical world. This is you a, have yeah. no right to, like, be giving succession-level acting. Thank you. This is a kid's flick. It's a Judy. kid's flick. Good God. Good God, girl. Get a kid's flick. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that, that, that truly blew me away, um, Bert Lahr, who plays the Cowardly Lion. Oh, my God. The performance this man gives yeah. is truly the performance of a lifetime. Really underappreciated it as a child. I know, Like, every... He does not have a lot of lines, and every line is funny. Almost every single line is funny. Yes. Even if they are not jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, just his ability to, like, open and close his throat that quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really fucking amazing. He takes every moment and makes it a moment. A moment. A moment. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I didn't. The Wizard of Oz was no bigger or smaller than it probably was for anyone else yeah. um, growing up. Except I was always really into the reimaginings of mm-hmm. things. Just because it's such a um, nonsense world in the original that it's fun to see people try to make it make sense. That's always yes. a very fun game. Absolutely. So um, much of it is sensory for me, you know, watching it as a yeah. kid. Like the little chicks at the beginning when they're, uh, Auntie M is, like, gathering all the chicks, you know, and yeah. they're 
there's just so many of them picking them up throwing them in the little thing uh-huh. um that scene where they're tossing the chicks like 10 feet back and forth through each other yes for fun there's not much to do in kansas yeah well, chick ball yeah they know a tornado's coming so they gotta get you know <laughs> they gotta don't get have time to butt. walk these chicks we gotta start tossing them <laughs> <laughs> they're aerodynamic yeah they got wings <laughs> <laughs> um, we decided we should do Wizard of Oz for those that are not musical fans. Yes. Uh, so if you did not tune in for Wicked or if you did tune in, thank you. Thank you so um, much. And if you felt like we were punishing you, we were. And now yes. we're giving you re- your reward. Carrot and stick. Yes. It's important to establish with your podcast audience um, love, yes, but also discipline. Yes. And, uh, you know. What we're ultimately trying to achieve here is a Stockholm Syndrome with y'all. Um, so we do have to punish you occasionally so that you feel that we are nurturing you. Yes. Uh, in the few moments when we're just neglecting to punish you. And don't you take those headphones out for even a second because there's nobody who will love you the way that we love you. <laughs> you will never find anyone like us. So keep those earbuds in. <laughs> I was so- trying to think of like a really niche thing that we could do next week to just punish everyone. But... I mean, we're a young podcast. We shouldn't be playing this game yet. (laughs) Just wait for season two. Next week we'll be doing 16th century France. (laughs) The revolution is coming. Who's your favorite character? Oh. Of the movie. Yes. Either Wicked Witch of the West or Cowardly Lion. For sure. For sure. Those are the two. Yeah. She also, she turns it. She turns it Margaret Hamilton turns it out. Yeah. Absolutely. And it sucks that she probably couldn't get any other big roles for the rest of her life. But but what a role to get. Mm -hmm. To always be known and to sit in that fucking makeup chair. That makeup is great, too. She was always on that soundstage straddling something. (laughs) Straddling something with wind blowing in her face. (laughs) Every day she came on set. Gotta grab your broom. Gotta grab the big industrial fan. Mm. Actually, the broom was post-production. They couldn't get a broom, so she's actually riding a hobby horse around in, in the um, <laughs> behind the scenes. It's why her cloak is so long. <laughs> she has to cover the head of the horse. Yeah. The segment we'll be leading with today is spin. Plot hole. In the plot hole. One of our favorites. Yeah. So basically, we have each found a plot hole in the film, um, The Wizard of Oz. I almost said Lord of the Rings. We have each found a plot hole in The Wizard of Oz, and we are going to present it to the other one, and they have to, on the spot, uh, fill in the plot hole and make it make sense. We'll be living our good wife fantasy. Good wife, good life. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to say Julia Margulies, but the only thing that came to mind, and I know you're going to love it, Margot Martindale. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't put her on the list, and I am so glad we got her name in. <laughs> um, if if for some reason we don't fit her in uh, in this episode at the end, do stay tuned. Will will do his uh, Jennifer Coolidge impression for everybody. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll throw in an Ann Dowd reference. <laughs> it's going to be pretty typical fare today. So. Yep. And then finally Judith Light, just because the, <laughs> it's, the set is incomplete without her. <laughs> Women on the verge of a nervous breakthrough. (laughs) Yes, Will uh, watches Grace and Frankie. (laughs) The question is answered. I think you already knew. Women over 60 need to be able to sexualize themselves. (laughs) Oh, they do. (laughs) Okay, that's their peak. (laughs) So, uh, I have two spin the plot holes, so I will go first. Great. Kelsey, and we discussed this when watching the film. Let me take a sip of water. Great. And let me get my pantsuit on. (laughs) 
All right. Professional. In the Emerald City, the spas they go to, scrub, scrub here, scrub, scrub there. Yes. You know it's coming. <laughs> Why the fuck do they have a straw station and a metal buffing station? Okay. You see the, the scarecrow being stuffed with new straw in a whole station dedicating to straw stuffing. Mm-hmm. And then the tin man's getting his back uh, buffed out by this gigantic car buffer. Yeah. In a pre-industrial world. I, I'm. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Um, they actually had all of those tools already, uh-huh. and I'll break it down. Uh, for the metalworking station, you know, the, the wizard has his huge organ. Yes. So they already have all of those tools that, you know, they likely use. I mean, he's blowing all that fucking smoke. Like, that's yeah. got to gunk up the pipes. Absolutely. So th- probably biweekly, they're, like, bringing all those tools out. Likely, they don't travel the organ. They probably bring the tools well, the organ has to, to the wizard's um, uh, domain. Uh, so I think they did set up. They probably just had some spare rooms. Maybe it was, like, the, the clinic. Uh-huh. Um, maybe they're, like, urgent care facility. Um, Which they cleared out of all their patients in order yes. to. Yes. Right. Well, it's just don't, don't be sick when we have guests. <clears throat> when you go to a foreign country, the, the etiquette can be strange and alienating. But, yes. But it's very rude in Oz for you to be sick when there are guests. Yeah. It's actually, um, it calls for capital punishment if you cough in front of a guest. <laughs> you will be put to death. Oz would have dealt with COVID so well. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't think about it. Already, they, like, they're, they don't want to let people in. Of course. And they got those huge, that huge door with the one guy at yeah. the station. There so it's only, like, yeah, later. But then again, that is the wizard who, like, is doing all of these it characters. Is the same actor, so, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> if he caught COVID, I mean, he's playing so many different characters in Oz. He would just give it to sp- everyone. He's, a, he's a, his own super spreader. Yes. He is the super Okay. Side uh, uh, <laughs> point. Off. Yeah. So, so the, the it was the an emergency stuff. care room, and then the metal stuff was for the organ, so the yes. straw. So they just moved that to the urgent care room. Yeah. Um, and then the straw, obviously, they have horses. <laughs> so they already had all of it that was straw. The horse and I feeding. think what they're pulling, you know, you you know how it like they have those little silo things uh-huh. like the, that the straw comes out of. Um, I think those are self feeders for like the horses. The horses go up to them and feed themselves. Likely, those didn't even have to move. Those were probably already in the clinic. That's the best answer you've ever given. Wait, they were in the clinic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, because they're likely magical horses. They change their colors all the time. So they're probably of good use in the clinic. They don't really fully understand germ theory in Oz. They're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, just put the horse feeding station next to the emergency care unit. We got room. It won't be an issue. I mean, they come in to, like, help. You know, they're magical. They're like, this guy's TB isn't getting any better. Can you come, like nay over his body, his dying body, and then it's like and then it's like he's healed. But they, they get grumpy when they haven't eaten, so they have so to they set have up to the act. hay station So they can take little breaks. Yeah. So really, the only change was the get the patients out, Great. Yeah. bring the metal working in. And that's really all they did. That is the best you've ever answered. Thank Must you. Been the plot it felt, it's the pantsuit. It, the pantsuit gives you confidence, makes your shoulders bigger, which gives your brain more room. Yes. <laughs> your brain can spread out into your shoulders. It's biology. Yeah. Wow, that was a three-parter. You got every part. Good Thank job. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Will. Oh, boy. 
why does the wizard hide when they come in? Because they've already seen him like six times. <laughs> He's like playing every character in Oz. He's literally all over Oz and then he wants to be mysterious behind yeah. his veil. Yeah. Can you please explain that to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And a second question, uh-huh. which I'm just adding. Of course. Um, but it is important. That's good because my first answer is going to be so short because I know it already. I, so. Well, I knew that. I yeah. could see that in your eyes and in your stalling. Um, <laughs> the the citizens of Oz, how did they not lose their shit every time they see the wizard? Oh, just okay. coming through in a new costume. How did okay. they not lose it? So. so the funny thing. Um, Oz is so much about old money versus new money. You know what I mean? West Egg, East Egg, Mm -hmm. Tom Gadsby. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so um, because of this, so the uh, wizard obviously is new money. He just came from Kansas. He had to amass all of this fortune. Um, But there have been some financial struggles and he had to let go of all the help. Okay. Of a lot of the help. Yeah. Um, But that is so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So he just went to a costume shop, went to a costumer, and he decided, I'm just going to, re- I'll be the horse driver, I'll be the gate guy, I'll be all these other things, I don't have to pay myself more, um, and nobody's ever seen me, so, uh, and he just explains them as like some triplets who live in Oz, um, who work uh, uh, for him. So it's mostly to save face, is why he's doing that. Wow. He's embarrassed at not having any help. That was a very good answer. So, does anyone know what he actually actually looks like? I um, don't think so. I think they think he looks like a big green giant Martian head. Holy cow! So nobody Do you knows. Think in, so that also answers the second part of my question: is no one's losing their shit because they don't know it's the wizard? Exactly. Nobody knows it's the wizard. He's I am. I don't Do you think anyone is suspicious when this guy, who's like one of the triplets uh-huh. that you said? keeps going back to the wizard's room to change? It's, uh, so he has, um, the part of the mythos that he constructed for the triplets is that they all have IBS. So, (laughs) it's a very convenient excuse when it's like, oh, someone's at the door, but someone wants the horse. Door guy can be like, okay, I need, oh, gotta go! And then he... (laughs) (laughs) He sprints into his costume room, changes into the horse guy, gets up on the horse, was like, I'm so sorry I was late. You don't want to go in there. Okay, after what I did in there, you don't want to go in. So it's it's a really good tool because nobody ever asks any questions. Wow. Uh-huh. I don't even know why I bothered asking you anything. It, it's, you just had it ready. I had it ready. It's clear in that uh, it's uh, it's from the, the L. Frank Baum originals is where all that stuff comes up. Oh, shit. <laughs> I have got to read those. Don't he was uh, horrible. <laughs> surprise, surprise. L. Frank Baum, author of the original Oz books, wanted to exterminate all indigenous people. This is a fun podcast, but it's also an informative podcast. <laughs> so fuck him. List of enemies. We don't have any friends of the pod yet. We have two enemies of the pod, L. Frank Mom and J.K. Rowling. And I'd like to add a third, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> because time's up. <laughs> when are we going to make Thomas pay? Thomas has to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Hashtag I as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kelsey. This one uh, started off as uh, jokey, jokey, laughy, laughy, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I looked up this plot hole, and nobody, not only were there no answers to it, nobody even seemed to recognize it as a plot hole. 
Why does the wizard want the Witch of the West's broom? Mm -hmm. Why does he ask Dorothy to get the broom? And it's not just like a symbol that his political enemy is defeated? This isn't wicked, bitch. No alphabet here, honey. The answer is very simple. <laughs> it's the hay. We're back to the hay. Mm -hmm. Those horses, I mean... I know exactly what you mean already, but expand, please. Yeah. The horses, they need them on the medical staff. They simply will not keep their citizens alive without those fucking horses. Well, horses have such a strong culture of everyone's got to be a doctor, mm -hmm. or, you know. And they truly are, like, unbearable that yeah. you cannot work with them and you can't get them to do any work if they are not fed. Mm -hmm. So it really does have to be their hay has to be readily, readily available in the clinic. But, and like you said, they... They're not evolved so much on germ theory. Yeah, right. But they have started to see links between infection of when someone has an open wound and there's hay sticking out of it. Um, so they see a link between infection rates and hay, pieces of hay, um, straws, if you will, in open wounds. There is a connection there. Um, so he needs a broom. <laughs> They gotta start cleaning up. So this, <laughs> ultimately, this boils down to they just didn't have a broom. <laughs> they didn't have any broom. Why else would he ask her to get a broom? And the Wicked Witch of the West is the only person he knew of that and actually had a broom. That's how she grew too powerful. Yes. Because if you watch enough Marie Kondo, you know that'll release yourself. That's right. That's <laughs> so she's right. the only person in Oz who's actual. Yes. I mean, you saw when. Dorothy and her whole crew went back to get their weapons before they go to Karamoko. <laughs> before they go to defeat the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. What did they have? Not a broom. Oh, yeah. None of them had a broom. No one has a broom. Not a single broom among them. And you them. saw what those trees are like if you try to take anything from them. They're not going to let you have wood. No. Do you see any wood in Oz? <gasps> There's no fucking wood there. <gasps> Why did they have a metal working station readily available? But Why? Because everything's metal. Station. Oh my God. Because there is no wood. <laughs> out of woods. Out of the woods. We're out. Of, are we out of the woods? No. <laughs> we will not get out of the woods if we enter those woods. <laughs> so the Wicked Witch of the West is so powerful because she's the only person in Oz who has an actual broom. Yes. For a cleaning implement. There's no magic to it. It's as old as time. She could already fly. She just puts the broom under her because she knows that. It you will... saw what she did on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> the broom is just a power move. Yes. To show that she has a broom. Yes. It's like a Fabergé egg. Okay, great. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. I have no further questions. Thank you. For want of a broom. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's why the trees punish Dorothy and her crew because they're in league with the, the mm. Wicked Witch of the West. Because they're like, if she could do that. To a tree? Yeah. What could she do to us? Yes. The Wicked Witch of the West is like, this is the last broom that will ever be made from your brethren. Yes. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Folks. That's why it's not so heavily populated when they're traveling to Oz. They don't really see a lot of people. Yeah. Obviously, Munchkin Land, but you don't see horses there. Yeah. Because there's not any hay, so there's not a lot of infections, so there's not a lot of Munchkins dying. However, so therefore... <laughs> Not a lot of people in Oz? <laughs> yes, no one has a broom. I'm further um, digging. digging my grave. <laughs> <laughs> no one has a broom because everyone's dead. 
or everyone's dead because no one has a broom. Snake eating its own tail. What a boodoo. <laughs> I have no further questions. I don't see any way I didn't sufficiently answer that. It was it was nuanced and responsible. <laughs> what that and a was. bit long-winded. And a bit long-winded, but it had to be. <laughs> you gotta be sometimes. It's wintertime, it's gusty. <gasps> that was Spin the Plot Hole. I love Spin the Plot Hole. It's always so fun. Uh, These tangled webs we weave. We weave in our woven webs. <laughs> Smart. We're going to take a, sh- a brief break for a water sip. <laughs> Now we are returning to a personal favorite, uh, fantasy casting. If this is your first time listening, fantasy casting is where we take the cast of whatever we're doing and we cast whoever we want, alive or dead, this planet, other planet, whatever. So we're recasting The Wizard of Oz. Same Mm -hmm. script, same shooting stuff, costumes, everything, but with different actors. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the same costumes. We aren't casting according to, we need to make sure we cast... uh, Five foot two, hundred and twenty pound actor in the role of Dorothy. That's a very good point. That was body phobic of me. Yeah, and she's not one hundred and twenty pounds. She's likely one hundred and thirty five. She lives in Kansas. I think she's about eight. Okay, who's first? <clears throat> All right, so we're going down the list uh, according to appearance. Appearance mm-hmm. in order of appearance. So, would you like to begin with your Dorothy? I would love to begin. Dorothy was the hardest one for me to cast because it felt sacrilegious and homophobic not to cast Judy Garland. Mm -hmm. I have found a workaround. Nice. We are going to cast the age she is now, Liza Minnelli. (laughs) Brilliant. That's it. You sold it. You fixed it. (laughs) You fixed your own conundrum. They're, like, skipping down the road, but she's, like, ten feet behind with a hand on her hip, and she's like, don't worry, boys, I got some get-up-and-go-in-these-games yet. <laughs> it's Liza Minnelli. Okay. Oh, it's just Liza, uh, like, uh, past middle-aged Liza Minnelli. Immediately, my mind wants to do a mashup of Maybe This Time and Somewhere Over the Rainbow. <laughs> maybe This Time. No. Maybe it would turn into that, um, ooh. Oh, yeah. From Glee. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, the correct casting for me, because I agree with your, that it is homophobic to cast anyone other than Judy Garland, and now we know Liza Minnelli. Yes. <laughs> now we know. I feel the correct casting in this day and age is Cynthia Erivo. She seems like the yeah. perfect Dorothy, and I want to hear her sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. But I really need to address the homophobic problem of casting anyone but Judy Garland. So I think it has to go to Nikki Blonsky. I don't know who that is. She was the original. She was Tracy Turnblatt in the Hairspray movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) I am obsessed with her. She is so funny. I've got to show you some videos. (laughs) She's been going on Instagram live recently. She is addressing everything. She talks about hairspray all the time. And there's this uh, recent Instagram live. She um, So she just talks about hairspray a lot. And I guess people are like, why do you only talk about hairspray? And so she's like, she's so serious. She's so serious. She's like, I would never tell Michael Jordan to stop talking about basketball. <laughs> I would never tell Babe Ruth to stop talking about baseball. Why? Because they love it. 
because it's their passion and it gives them something and it moves them through the day. So I'm never going to stop talking about hairspray. He's awesome. I bet people told Babe Ruth to stop talking about baseball all the time. <laughs> like, Shut the fuck up. She actually eating. did not mention Babe Ruth in that video. I just couldn't think of another athlete. Literally, the two athletes I can think of are Michael Jordan and Babe Ruth. <laughs> Those are the ones. There'd be way more dancing in this version. Yes. Hairspray hair? Hairspray hair. Absolutely. But with a red bow. Yeah. Uh, she's so much shorter too but the hair of course the height of the hair mm -hmm. yeah that is wonderful. obviously it's going to be more of a, a John Waters Wizard <laughs> of Oz but camp yeah <laughs> yeah the Wizard of Oz isn't camp enough correct um, Toto Toto okay next up we have everybody's favorite little doggy <laughs> everybody's favorite little doggy yeah <laughs> it's Toto this one um, I, I had too many ideas because at first I was like uh, because of the transformation that role requires, it was going to be Philip Seymour Hoffman. But then I thought that um, didn't really fit the aesthetic of what we're doing. And then, of course, I was like, well, then maybe Clifford the Big Red Dog. But that would solve their problems too fast because he would That's take true. three steps and maybe in the Emerald City. So yeah. it's got to be Salem the Cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Absolutely. I think we need a Toto with more personality. Yes, like she pours the water on the witch and everyone is like horrified. And then Toto goes, hydrate much. <laughs> I love this. Wow, there would be a lot of tension between Dorothy and Toto, I feel. Yes, absolutely. Because he's always wisecracking, getting her into trouble. Wow. Uh -huh. And then the curtain, instead of pulling it aside with his teeth, he just is kind of batting at it with his paws until it, like, crashes down. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thank you very much. I really like that. Brilliant. My dogs, or, or my Toto, is um, Lady Gaga's dogs. <laughs> you know that were taken? <laughs> they were recently taken Please, by yes. a gunman. And her assistant was shot but recovered. Um, but Gaga's dogs were taken. <laughs> The whole country waited with bated breath to see if Gaga's dogs would be returned to her. And just like Paris Hilton with her dog in the early 2000s that went missing, they were recovered. Oh, thank God. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been rough for them. And especially, <laughs> especially after uh, House of Gucci. <sighs> I mean, the whole family kind of just wants to get involved with film. Absolutely. Um, so each of... Gaga's dogs will and, be... And they've lived a life, so they have things to pull from. Yes. They've certainly lived a life. Yeah. And That's you know they're going to have a bit of that, like, Gaga... Uh, the, Gaga that glamour. Yeah. Yeah. When they're walking, it's like a strut, 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 strut. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm. Beautiful. Love that. Did you hear that Gaga has a psychiatrist... She had a psychiatrist, um, a psychiatric nurse on set of House of Gucci because she kept taking the darkness home with her. <laughs> She everything. I've never everything. met, met. I've never known, known. I have never heard of. <laughs> Experienced. Been witness to. Someone sillier who, who, she's, okay, I'm just going to start this whole thing over. She is so silly and she's so serious. She, yes. It's a really, really nice combination. Mm -hmm. When you hear her talk about um, A Star is Born, the first movie she ever did, she's like, I just, I love Allie so much. And the thing about Allie is, I was talking to Allie on my drive home. It's Gaga on tour. The reason we look forward to Gaga putting out new content is because she's going to do- An interview? Interviews. <laughs> she's everything. 
There could be a hundred people in a room. They're all munchkins. Go to the wizard. (laughs) Get out of here. There could be a hundred people in a room and not a single one of them has a broom. (laughs) That's Oz. (laughs) Welcome to Oz, baby. Um, Next up, we have Auntie Anne and Uncle Henry. Mine were a package deal. Oh, okay. Uh, Two together. So I'll just, I'll get out of the way. Uncle Henry, Auntie M, they're trying to show how gritty and real and tough it is to live on a farm. Yeah. Um, so I would just cast a couple of old boots. Just some old boots. And just some old boots. You just go fishing until you pull up a tire, you pull up a fish skeleton, you pull up a boot. Auntie M. Whoa. There you go. That would be really convenient when you have to transfer all the chicks to their cages. You just throw them in the boot. Yeah, and the boots are... <laughs> oh, so they're anthropomorphized boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay. like hopping around, but they're sad. Of course. Yeah. Well, it's the Midwest. Worn down heels, broken. The the flap at the front is broken, and that's how they talk. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. Do you think in Harry Potter, Goblet of the Fire, the port key is Auntie M? <laughs> well, it's the same actor, but... <laughs> Okay, typecasting. <laughs> Uncle Henry was a nightmare on cast, so she, she got more work after this. <laughs> okay, my Auntie M, um, I did not think of them as a package deal. Auntie M, Octavia Spencer. Yes, bitch. God damn. Thank you. That's it. Um, and then Uncle Henry is just like any, like any old man you can throw in there that like is not immediately recognizable but like after about 15 minutes you're like oh shit that's who that is tracy letts oh my god you just throw him in any old thing just put him in there playwright tracy letts from the post think he won a tony for he was in Virginia three movies Wolf. that year the post lady bird, lady bird and then august osage county you're right unbelievable was always like is that tracy letts <laughs> it's always like that like oh shit there's tracy letts always if you're ever in a movie theater and you see tracy letts on the screen uh and you see people whispering to their friends you know they're theater majors yes <laughs> yes in the um cast list it says uncle henry dot 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 Tracy fucking Letts? <laughs> and then in parentheses, is that Tracy Letts? Didn't we just see him in something recently that we was did. like, I is that Tracy yes, Letts? It, it was Seinfeld. It was the it Festivus was. episode. <laughs> Tracy Letts is in the Festivus episode of Seinfeld. Tracy Letts is in the Festivus episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Stupid. Incredible. Awesome. That is very good. Oh, it's like, where's Waldo? <laughs> where's but Tracy? is that Tracy Letts? Track Tracy. Track Tracy. Um, Tracy Tracker. Yes. Just like Sienna. <laughs> okay. Uh, who, do you, who do you have next? Okay. Mayor, um, Mayor? Cowardly Lion. Oh, great. So my Cowardly Lion is um, Sam Richardson. Richard Splett from Beep. <laughs> <That's laughs> I funny. want the ham. <laughs> if I were the king of the forest, I think I would just make sure everyone had enough to eat. <laughs> <laughs> if I were king of the forest? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that, that subtle ham. <laughs> Really, the magic is when he stops speaking and he's standing in the background. Just smiling. Yes. No makeup also. It's like a lion mane and then just... (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Just his face. (laughs) So my Cowardly Lion, again, we were talking about this amazing performance, and I could only think of a single actor who could actually recreate that, and that is Maya Rudolph. God. Maya Rudolph. You are so right. And she is dressed in the same costume as her hormone monster yes. from Big Mouth. Yes. She's like, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> Super scared. 
I can't be in this forest with all these lions and tigers and gears. <laughs> That is so good. Okay, what, who's your scarecrow? scarecrow? So Scarecrow, the main thing that's that uh, I remembered when watching Wizard of Oz is that the Scarecrow's face is horrifying. It is a leather face. Yeah, why is it? We can talk about it. <laughs> uh, so I have cast Gary Busey. That is good. That is good. He would break his limbs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He'd be flailing himself all around. All I want is a brain, so an oil change for my motorcycle, and an empty egg carton. <laughs> scary. He's, yeah, he's, uh, so Gary Busey so is a scarecrow. Just breaking his limbs on every single dance he does. <clears throat> okay, Gary Busey. Okay, my scarecrow is Nicholas Braun. Cousin Greg from Succession. God damn it! I just thought, tall, lanky, gonna throw his body around. That's the one! Don't know if he can sing, but probably. Wizard, it, I think uh, it would be, if I would hope to procure from you, perhaps, a brain of, for thinking things. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, the limbs, the long, gangly limbs. Um, I was thinking, since we have to go down this um, this yellow brick road, anyways, um, and it 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 has it it squared, it's squared, <laughs> um, and we step, we'll like be stepping along, um, and if there's a, if if perchance, if perchance there could be a bit of a field, just a fairy of a field. <laughs> We could lie down for a little nappy time. Give me a British nanny at the very end. It's <laughs> pretty solid. British nappy time. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. It's that's the one. It's not Gary. Fuck off, Gary. Fuck off, it's Gary. Nicholas. It's oh. Nicholas Braun. I don't think he needs to hear that again. No, I'm really worried he's gonna crawl behind the dryer and just stop eating. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So fuck off, Gary. <laughs> Um, next up, we have the Tin Man. Tin Man. Uh, who is unrusted. This was a no-brainer for me. The Tin Man is boring as hell, so I cast Neil Patrick Harris. Hey, that's good. <laughs> it's like, who's someone who won't that's make good. any choices? Yeah, He's gay. Tin Man was difficult for me because the it's same boring. reason, I think. It's such an interesting idea for a character, and he plays it so boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine, Tin Man, I think inspired by the, the boring nature of the character. Um, Colton Underwood, Mm-mm. the gay football player. Oh my god. <laughs> from the Raiders. It's like I love him. <laughs> America is obsessed with like a super like straight looking, like straight passing dude, yeah. cis dude yes. who comes out as gay later in life. They want to like make it the like the gay Super Bowl. Yeah, well, it's like now I can be different, but I'm not scared. Yeah. They're like, we've got to get the queer eye folks in here so that they can do a crossover episode, give Colton Hayes and Colton Underwood a show together. It's like, y'all need to relax. Just chill out. Yes. Yeah, that'd be a great tip, man. <laughs> I just thought, who's strong and can carry an axe? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Wicked Witch of the West. Um, mine is easy mm-hmm. decision, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Funny. Yeah. But like a little bit of a charming witch. Of course, yes. of course. But like part of the fun is that she's such a disaster. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's tripping over her broom. Mm-hmm. She's like talking about whether or not she's a good feminist. Yes. <laughs> 
She's like so self-serious that she's almost self-aware and that's part of the tragedy. Um, on the totally opposite side of the acting style scale, I have cast B.B. Zahara Benet from Drag Race. <laughs> because then when they're outside and it's like, oh, it's she's spelling something. Surrender Dorothy. Well, we better, oh wait. Ra-ti-ka-ti-ti-ta-ta. Ooh, I'm pussy, bitch. Slow down! la 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 say more, say more. And she's like, Dorothy, what you must never forget is that you have to have poise. And if you treat yourself like a queen, the world will treat you like a queen. <laughs> I love her so much. I am obsessed with that decision. She's the most regal queen. That I is believe. awesome. That's really good. I think we should jump. Oh, yes. Next is Glinda the Good Witch. So I think we should go with your Wicked Witch of the West is B.B. Zahar Benet. Yeah. My Glinda the Good Witch is Peppermint. Oh, fun! Drag Race! Wouldn't she be a good Glinda? So fierce. Yes. She's perfect. She's so bubblegum. She's got She's that She's so happy, fabulous, smiley, but yeah. also smart. Yes, so smart. And dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so smart, so dumb. So smart, so dumb. <laughs> and the look. The look. The Luke. The Luke. <laughs> Sorry, that was offensive. The Luke. God, mine's no good. What is yours? You're going to be mad. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, and I mean it this, I mean it this time. Kelsey, I mean it this time. Forget Dune. Forget chess. Forget all of it. I will go back. I will I will take them down. Those episodes are published. No, I will take them down. I will edit them, and I will put them back in if you will let me do if this. If any of our listeners are like me, when I listen to a podcast, every single episode I listen to, I also record on a secondary device in case they are taken down. She's prepared. Um... I mean, that's the correct choice. Can you imagine if at the very but end I'm she's so like, angry. you just got to click your heels together three times. And Dorothy's like, why didn't you tell me that before? And she's like, uh, I for- uh, you wouldn't have believed me. <laughs> she just forgot. Oh. Will, you speak as Jennifer Coolidge so often, I've forgotten what your voice sounds like. This is what my voice sounds like. Come back to me. Kelsey, do you want to hang out? All right. Thank you for listening. Everyone, have a wonderful week. No, we did I not I don't understand. I feel like no, you're overreacting a little bit. Thank you for coming out. And we love you, San Diego. Thank you. Are you a good witch or a bad bitch? It's good. Okay. It's good. As soon as I saw Glinda, I really was like, I wish if I could turn back time. Oh, my God. Carol Kane. Yes. It's Carol Kane. Wow. That is hilarious. Thank God we saw Scrooge on the TV at the bar last night or else that never would have come to me. And that line we would do better. You wouldn't have believed me. Yes. It works. Wow. Brilliant. Okay, we got it. I'm so sorry to Peppermint. I'm so I'm sorry, sorry to Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge, Coolidge yeah. but we thank you, Carol Kane. Absolutely. Thank you, Carol Kane, for coming. Thank you, Carol for, Kane. For, good God, Carol Kane. <laughs> thank you for coming. <laughs> You're killing yourself. Okay. All right. Next is the Flying Monkeys. Flying Monkeys. Uh, so, another thing I remember when watching it again, yeah. those flying monkeys are fucking scary. They are. I don't remember that part of the movie too much, and I think it's because I couldn't watch it as a kid. The angles in the darkness? Yeah. So, I'm just not going to beat around the bush um, anymore. A fleet of winged Tickle Me Elmos. Scary. Terrifying. Especially coming from the distance, you just hear the giggling. <laughs> 
spooky, spooky ooky. ooky. That's Welcome. really good. Happy Halloween. Man, you really dug, you leaned into the artistry here. Thank you You're very much. really trying to think about like how you want to affect your audience. Yes. With my casting, I'm I'm a bit concerned, you know, with COVID, like I'm concerned about box office revenue. Of course. Um, so uh, for the Flying Monkeys, you know, that's a great opportunity to get the young folk in to the theaters again. That Nicole Kidman commercial did a bit, but it didn't do enough for our AMC theaters. Um, I'm Team Cinemark. Shout out the to Ryan. Ongoing war. <laughs> um, so my Flying Monkeys are going to be the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Said we've been to the year 3000. Not much has changed, but we're all flying monkeys. <laughs> I have no further comments or questions. Mm. I and like to imagine that Nick and Joe are the lead ones and everyone else is Kevin. Well, yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yes. That's it. Damn, you read my mind. Oh, Kevin's my is correct. Kevin is my sister's favorite Jonas brother. She's going to be mad. I'm sorry, Emily. Anyway. Is it at all ironic? No. I don't understand. She's always been like that. Everyone gets to love what they love. Love is love. Love is love. Love is love, even if it's fucking gross. <laughs> um, who's the hottest Jonas for you? Uh, it, it was Nick, but then I saw them talk more, and it's Joe. Nice. Yeah. It was always Joe for me. It's always been Joe. Once that first tattoo happened, and then the uh, Sophie of it all. Yeah. It's like they're a scale from Nick to um, Kevin of being hot and having a personality. And Joe is the perfect mm -hmm. centerpiece there for that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> wizard next? Let's do wizard. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. My Wizard of Oz, I think perhaps this is the only real one I put on here. Um, what is the wizard? Manipulative. Who can play tactics? Uzo Aduba. Of course. In well, like a good. tailored green like tailcoat suit. With like a little cane, a little rakish angle to her cap, so charming. Wow! Um, but but able to when she's discovered because it's clear the wizard is stalling, and she's able to put on that kind of I got to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, and figure out what to do with these rubes. I love that. Yeah, that'd be great. I I will say I I think your wicked knowledge came into play here. I, it was hard with I the wizard. I would not say in the MGM Wizard of Oz production that. The wizard is inherently manipulative. No, he's just stupid. I think he has some qualities that are a bit obtuse politically, <laughs> but but I love Uza. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. What's your wizard? I just think we need to know they that's the autonomy. No, I'm just going to find out what your wizard is. I'm really, um, I'm really excited about it. When you lift me up, when you lift me up, you lift yourself up. A rising tide lifts all boats. When, well, actually, like, I kind of like to live by, like, when I push you down, I get a stand on top of you, and therefore <laughs> I'm taller and better. And that's just, like, kind of how I live my life. Ow, my shoulders. <laughs> and being five foot two, you have to find ways to heighten yourself. You don't know, but our recording studio is actually two levels, and Kelsey stands on my shoulders and records above me. It's a bunk bed, so he can sit, and I can just put my feet on his shoulders, and I feel taller. Um, okay. Wizard. Yes, wizard, wizard. This was the first one that I put because I thought about it while we were watching the movie. And it's two. Two options, both like the same ilk. Yes. John C. Riley. I was really leaning into, like, the... Yes. Ham of it all. Um, or Jim Broadbent from Moulin Rouge. Who played? The master of ceremonies. Oh. oh, oh from oh, Moulin Rouge. Oh, yes. And he was also in um, uh, Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Yes. 
<gasps> yeah. That's the one. Mm-hmm. It's that. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing better than uh, John C. Riley is your yes. brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you found the only thing that's better. That is it. No further questions. Case closed. Woo-hoo! Story over. House burned to the ground. Yeah. Family shredded. Life over. Bye. Wizard cast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um... Fabulous. Yes. Uh, All I right. think we have one more left. Yes. Right? Finally, the mayor of Munchkinland. This requires no explanation. Mine is Gary Coleman. Yes. He's little. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. And he has a, he made a career of like yelling at people. Stop the podcast. I have a new mayor of Munchkinland that I just thought of. I'm sorry if I scared you. Do we you need to stop now. recording or should we? No. <laughs> I just need that second. CeeLo Green. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Yeah, with those glasses with all the Absolutely like, coming in with all the style. Uh-huh. Coming in like almost at the end of the musical number. And he's like, here I Step am. Step aside, everyone. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Welcome. I'm the mayor. I Thank run this you. place. Hello. Did you see my glasses? It's a really good CeeLo Green. Thank you. I've been working on it for a while. Ooh, you had that in you. <laughs> Obviously, his voice is a bit higher. Yes. Uh, <laughs> being a bit shorter. Uh, so my mayor of Munchkinland is Judy Dench. <laughs> she plays all the Munchkins. It just seemed like, you know, Judy likes to do those random fucking cameos, a la Hamlet, you know. So I just, it's kind of a Tracy Lett situation yes. where, like, you can see the theater majors in the theater go like, Oh, fuck, that's Judy Dench. <laughs> She's just there for a minute, but boy, is it a good minute. Yes, I can't remember any of the mayor's lines, but Judy's would be like, there'd be no singing. Mm-hmm. As coroner, I do concur we've thoroughly examined her. She's not only really dead, she's really most sincerely dead. <laughs> whispering, just whispering. Did you really just say, I can't remember the lines, and then say verbatim the line? That was the coroner, not the mayor. Oh, okay, okay. Come on. Get it together. Did you prepare it all? No. (laughs) (laughs) You know that. No, I didn't. We talked about that, and I did ask you not to mention that in this recording. Oh, I think that's it. Yes, that's the end of our fantasy fantasy casting. Wow. What a rich world we've created. I think it's it's rich, the world we created. (laughs) (laughs) I think this film is going to be, and I don't use this word lightly, goofy. It's hard to use that term lightly. I know. It's got a lot of gravitas to it. So. <laughs> I can't wait for this production. I know. It's going to be really nice. I want to see I want to see Liza break into those taps again. Who's your cowardly lion again? Maya Rudolph. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Awesome! Awesome! All right. So we're going to take a short break. And then when we return, we will be introducing a new segment. Ah, see you soon. Bye-bye. brand new segment we're doing and it is called hotties naughties and potties potties so we will take the whole movie and we will find our top hottie self-explanatory our top naughty someone who you want to maybe hook up with and it's a little bit and then a potty which is someone you would not touch with a 10-foot fucking pole that's right Uh uh-huh okay bitch are you ready ready fucking ready which we start with our hottie or our naughty Let's start hottie. Hottie. We may have the same hottie because we both made it. this remark. Okay, great. I think we should, but 
I did this last night, and I said, the first one I'm putting down is what I'm doing. <laughs> Done so. with it. Um, so my hottie, damn, I think we should have the right, the same one, but we will not. Mm-hmm. Um, my hottie uh, is Dorothy. Because of Judy Garland. Yeah. It's just like, she looks so good. She looks really good. That dress looks awesome. Her makeup is fierce. She sings circles around everyone on earth. 100%. She's unbelievable. You see her, like, the first time she skips down the road with all the munchkins around her, her footwork. There's fancy footwork. Yes. Dextrous. Y'all, if you haven't done it in a while, just go watch Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And do not yeah. sing along. Just listen. Listen to her natural musicality. She's unbelievable. unbelievable. We actually heard we heard a grace note that we had not heard before yes. after hearing this song a million times. Because it's... I'm always singing over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. It's so good. Yeah. And I know it's like fin- finally we're bringing attention to Judy Garland's talent because people just don't talk about they it They really a lot. don't. All they talk about is her partnership with Nike. Yes. And it's like, sneakers aren't her whole life. They're a significant part of her life and identity, obviously. She built her whole life around sneakers, but yeah. that's that's not her, her whole life. It's like, how many Air Jordans can a pop diva sell? <laughs> My top hottie um, is the Scarecrow as a human, as Zeke in the end. Oh, yeah. Yes, Ooh, specifically absolutely. as the human. When she wakes up at the end, the guy who's closest to her has got that Jimmy Stewart energy. Mm-hmm. I love the tall, gangly men. It's terrible, but I do. Yeah. Um, and I just want to, I would like to engage in sexual congress with this man. Absolutely. <laughs> if you watched Wizard of Oz muted, you would think that they are in Oz the whole time because of his physicality. Yeah. Like, even when he's just the uncle, like, yeah. he's not the scarecrow yet. He's, like, literally, he is doing pirouettes. Yes. He's yes. doing a little tap. Doing he's a one-two falling. Step. I mean, he is, that is a hot scarecrow. Thank you very much. Um, what is your naughty? My naughty is Wicked Witch of the East. Of the <laughs> Yes. Say more. Because she's wearing those black and white striped tights. With fucking glitter red mm. shoes. You know, she's a fucking nerd. Yeah. You know, she's an oddball. Yeah. And those are always great in bed. You know, she was a weeaboo in high school. She's really into anime and stuff. Of course. Yeah, totally. Of course. <laughs> I like the risk you're taking, too, having not seen her face. Yeah. 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 Your clothes, like how how you choose to dress yourself is what you want the world to see. Sorry. I should have I should have warned you that I was going to, like, drop that profound statement. That is so insightful and cogent. The way you dress is the way you want the world to see you. It's just kind of like, have you ever heard, like, first impressions? Have you ever heard of that term? Yeah, I think so. Um, And it's, I think it's, like, from what I understand, it's what what people, what you impress upon people um, upon their first meeting with you. Uh And I think what you're wearing and the statement you're making with your fashion, (laughs) I think it's a really big part of that first impression. Sometimes I think that's the first thing people see about you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Kelsey, sorry. Oh, sorry, listeners. We just got a broadcast from This American Life that interrupted our podcast. Did you, are you back with us? Someone was doing an interview about a woman who makes her own clothes in Cincinnati, I think. All right. I'm, yeah, I'm right here. What was that? <laughs> so strange. <laughs> sorry, y'all. We know this is supposed to be a funny podcast. Sometimes we have to get serious just, you know, if the moment strikes us. But we're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> um, my naughty, the Winkies. Oh, oh, I will say there's like two points. That's another thing about this film. Total tangent. It's made in the 1930s. There's only like two or three times when it's problematic. The Winkies is one of them. 
because they have an accent that luckily they only had one line so i can't tell what kind of racist it was but it was very clearly some kind of racist yeah but they're hot they're hot <laughs> they're all hot carrying the spears they all have green skin too like alphaba yes i know we're not talking wicked but like what's that about Gregory Maguire just, like, was like, no. No, not going to do that. That didn't happen. No. We're going with the book on this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he did. He was like, whichever one's better, I'm taking that. <laughs> <laughs> I l- really like that implication, though, that she's just, like, part of the race of Winkies, I yes. guess. Yeah. I like, never noticed that before. Anyway, they're hot. I want um, to sex them. I'd like to sex them, please. <laughs> like you do with chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, who's your potty? My potty um, is the the poppy field (laughs) where they fall asleep. Now, this is related to personal uh, trauma uh, related to (gasps) sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. So I I don't like the idea of going anywhere and falling asleep. Like, I can't complete my task because I can't stop falling asleep. Because that happened in every dream in which I was experiencing sleep paralysis, and I did not realize that it was sleep paralysis until, like, last year. Oh, shit. You just thought you were haunted. I I think it's a part of the reason I don't take naps is because every time I would take a nap on the couch. I can't go in there. I can't go back in there. Yes. Anytime I would take a nap on a couch in the middle of the day, I would always experience sleep paralysis. (gasps) And always in my dream, I just keep falling asleep. I can't stay awake in my dream. It's like Inception. It is like Inception. And so then when I wake up, I'm like, I keep falling asleep. And so, like, my body won't let me wake that would be up. A hell, that would be a hell for so you. So I don't like naps. Yeah. It wasn't until a definitive nap in year 2018, so just three years ago, I had um, a nap in someone else's home. Yeah. Um, and I woke up. I, like, it was the first time I had woken up. I was falling asleep in my dream, and I woke up, my eyes open, but I couldn't move my body. And I couldn't move my head. I could only use my peripherals to see around me. And I thought I saw, like, a figure of someone. Um, And I was like, the only reason I could keep myself calm is my my rationale of I would be dead already if it was an intruder. (gasps) Yeah. Wow. And so that's what made me go back. And that's how I realized I had experienced sleep paralysis. Next time that happens, try uh, try to put Judy Dench on there. When you see the demon, try to put Judy Dench on there to calm you. That might be scarier. That's true, actually. It's like, why is Judy Dench here? What is she doing here? <laughs> she got chosen as the Grim Reaper for her subtlety. <laughs> uh, my potty, as you remember, my hottie was Scarecrow as a human. My potty is Scarecrow as Scarecrow. Yeah. No good. I don't want to yeah. look at it. I don't like to look at it. That's good. It looks like he took someone in. Eh, eh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Should I leave the room so you can run your diary? Um, I'll leave the room when you do yours, but you don't necessarily need to leave the room because we both know what it's going to be. That's true. Uh, do stop listening right now, though. <laughs> Just for a second. Huh? It worked. My first Dear Diary was going to be um, that Toto is, like, so chill. It's, like, so many crazy things are happening to this dog. And, like, literally his tail doesn't wag once. Doesn't give a shit. So that was my initial Dear Diary, but since we've been discussing Scarecrow, Will, you can listen again. Huh? You can listen again. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so now my Dear Diary is going to be, what the fuck is up with Scarecrow's face? Okay, so, uh, okay, 
It's a burlap sack. That's his whole head, right? Stuffed with hay or straw. One in the same. All straw is hay, not all strings. <laughs> <laughs> not all hay is straw. I don't know. Um, so it is, from the, the neck down, it's burlap. Separated by a fucking rope. Which I know is characteristic of burlap sacks, but like around a neck, it's un- it's, unsettling. it's unsettling. But from the chin up, it's like human skin, taut, leathery, human skin that is far too tanned for this man. It's like... Uh, you need to make up your mind. Is this a human who looks like a scarecrow? Or is this a scarecrow with human characteristics? It cannot be both. There's no good backstory there. No, Will. I am. You can be here, but like I'm having a private moment <laughs> so with my diary. So Don't. The scarecrow is so hot otherwise. And so disgusting. So disgusting with that gross face. Don't do that. It's a crime. That's it. Um, I'll write my di- diary. All right, I'll leave. No, stay. Okay, Out then of I'll, respect. I'll interject. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you would stay and you would listen and you will not say a single word. You drive a hard bargain. <laughs> <laughs> but this will be the last word I say now. <laughs> Good. Okay. Dorothy goes through all the rigmarole, all the bullshit she has to do. She gets to the end. The wizard's going to take her home. He goes out of the balloon. He can't take her home. Glinda shows up. She says, hey, those fucking shoes you got on your feet, you just tap those suckers together three times and straight back to Kansas. Dorothy says, hey, uh, that's interesting, Glinda. Why, um, why wouldn't you tell me that before? You know what this bitch says? You wouldn't have believed me. Bitch, my house just landed on a witch. In a magical land where I'm walking around with a talking scarecrow, lion, dude made out of metal, and I just saw colors for the first time. I'll believe any fucking thing you tell me. You could tell me that the, you, that uh, we get our milk from trees here, and I'd be like, great, gotta get to tree milking. It's crazy. When the, the manipulation and the gaslighting and the gatekeeping. And that's what it always boils down to, isn't it? She's going to be her political tool. And because she quote unquote wouldn't believe her in this land of munchkins and dancing people and horses that change color. Excuse me. Bullshit. No. She could have said anything else. She could have said, I forgot. And I would have been like, okay, you wouldn't have believed me. Fuck out of here with that. (laughs) Disrespectful. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. Thank you. Diary. That's all. (laughs) Kelsey, you can come back. That was powerful. Thank you so much. It pisses me off so much. (laughs) Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. Wow, I think I think you already mentioned that to me maybe last night, and I wasn't actually listening when you said it. Um, it was that, the end of the movie, so we returned. Yes, okay. Um, holy shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's a big oversight. How in the world would she not believe you about that? Yeah. The first witch she has met uh-huh. after the one she murdered. And if you're concerned she won't believe you, maybe just preface with, like, you may not believe me. Sit down. But just, like, try it. Are you sitting down, Dorothy? The worst that could happen is you look dumb for a second. <laughs> yes. Even if she didn't believe her, yeah. that doesn't matter. These shoes were just magicked onto your feet. Just try it. 
Just take my word for it. Because I think what they're trying to imply there is she had to really want to go home as if she didn't. As if there was any point in the movie where she didn't want to go home. Well, I guess there was that moment where she was like, Auntie M always gave me so much and I always took it for granted, but she didn't feel like she did. No, she was singing at the beginning. Yeah, Yeah, there is a whole arc. Oh, right. I'm sick of it. I guess there is an arc. (laughs) But I think she should have said, you wouldn't have believed it yourself. Um, even then, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I am the arbiter of what I can and cannot believe. <laughs> Glinda, you do not get to tell me what I can and cannot believe. <laughs> or how I feel or what I'm doing. I am my own woman. But if I tell you, you're not going to believe this, I'm a reptile woman. I th- Okay, I thought you said the conclusion of that would be you being a reptile woman. Um, okay, and I'm going to forget it and now say it without the first part. I'm a reptile woman. I believed it more the second time. So. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I said you weren't going to believe it. (laughs) Okay, we're going to end the show. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we just had two arguments. We just argued two sides of something that never met. It never met. We never got to the center. No. No. Well, tune in next week. Find out if we do. And just quick spoiler, we don't. <laughs> Sometimes I get halfway through an argument and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you unbutton the top button on your uh, your uh, pantsuit. Yes. It's like the arguing's done. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, that's it. <laughs> pants are off. No one talk to dad, pants are off. <laughs> Stop talking to dad. <laughs> Do not see his pants are off. <laughs> Okay, that is it for this week, my babies, my sweeties, my lovelies. We hope you had a wonderful holiday and a happy new year. Absolutely. Uh, We don't know what we're coming back with in a couple of weeks because we're about to go on vacation. That's damn right. So keep a close look on our Instagram. Well, when you're listening to this, we'll be back from vacation. That's true. Mm -hmm. Time. Yes. Math, science. We'll be dropping some polls here yes. in the coming uh, weeks. We want to pick your brain, see mm-hmm. what you like, see what you don't like. Do yes. you have any ideas for segments? You can email us at kikiquestpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at kikiquestpod, and you can check our Instagram at just kikiquest. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you agreed or disagreed. And we're going to try to engage with you guys more in um, what kind of stuff you want to listen to. Absolutely. Um, But that will be it for this week. Yep. Uh, Catch us next week when we'll be doing we don't know what. God knows what. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.